Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Strategic Slut Podcast, a feminist-based show that aims to reclaim the word slut and discuss harder topics to become more approachable. Each week, I will bring you a topic to break down or a guest on to have a discussion in a shame-free way so that we can all live an intentional and strategic life. Happy Friday, bitches. It is the last episode of 2020, and I don't know how to feel about that because this has been the equally longest and shortest year of my entire life, but I'm excited to have a fresh start of 2021. I think we're all really holding on to this idea, and I want to say thank you for anyone who has been listening to the podcast. This year has been a year of growth for me in every facet of my life and being given the time and opportunity to focus on this podcast was really incredible. I don't know that I would have focused on it the way that I did and you know reach out to guests that I was able to have on this podcast still blows me away that I was able to speak to some of those people because a lot of them are people like if I had a wish list of everyone I want on the podcast I essentially had everyone that I would have had on the list on this year which is so weird for me so I just want to say thank you and I'm so excited to bring you a an evolved version of this podcast in the first week of January because I'm working really hard to not only improve it but also get really clear on how I want to serve the world through audio. So I'm very excited and I hope that you are as well. If you could share on your story or give me a follow on Instagram, that would be incredible. At the Not So Average Betch is my personal and at Strategic Slut is the podcast Instagram. I'm working on some really incredible things and it'd be amazing to continue to grow organically. Today I want to talk about some notable lessons for 2020 and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be doing this. I'm glad that it's December 11th, so I'm getting ahead of the curve of, you know, New Year's resolutions and all of that. But I think instead of fully skipping over this year, like I really do want to sit with it for a second. I think that that's not only important, but I think that that's what this year has taught a lot of us is to sit with things and to be uncomfortable and to kind of feel the feelings which maybe you were all doing before this I personally lived life on such a chaotic scale that I didn't allow myself much time to feel things if I was having anxiety I would cry it out and it was usually over you know a due date rather than the big life questions and I have now really allowed myself to feel emotions and sometimes we you know, need to just feel instead of like kind of diagnose. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What's going on? Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes you're just having a weird day and you need to just sit with that. So that's a thing. But yeah, I really wanted to just share what I've personally learned. Maybe a lot of you can relate. I'm sure a lot of you can. And I will kind of briefly elaborate on what I mean by my 10 things. And I hope that this is, you know, interesting, entertaining, provides some sort of value. I think it's cool to just reflect on this. And I am one who will be very no bullshit. Like, I'm not trying to sugarcoat this year. 
but I'm also not trying to stay in the negative because a lot of shitty things have happened this year, but there's also been a thousand positives, not only for the world, but for individuals too. So I just want to like kind of see both sides. It's okay if you had the best year of your life and it's also okay if you had the worst year of your life. If you feel mediocre where it was just like a meh, like it wasn't great, but wasn't the worst year of your life either, then that's okay. Like we're just trying to survive the best that we can in such a weird fucking time. And however you experience that is valued and I see you, I hear you. And I think just taking that and like taking what you learned and running with it is all we really can do. So my number one for notable lessons for 2020 is trust your fucking gut. And I don't know if I've said this enough or preached this enough, but like I didn't realize how much intuition I've talked about it before. I remember doing a podcast very early on about like energy doesn't lie. But your gut feeling, there's something there that actually, I think when I did that episode, it was talking about more external forces, like, you know, the energy someone else is giving you, where trusting your fucking gut and that intuition, it's like this intuitive knowing, and it's hard to explain. The only way that I can give you an example of how this lesson was kind of first brought on to me this year was the day before lockdown was announced, I just, I woke up with this impending doom, like this anxiety I could not shake. And I truly felt like I knew what was about to happen. And maybe other people felt like that, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a super crazy idea considering other places in the world that was already happening, but everyone around me, I told everyone that I, like, I think that this is happening and everyone told me I was fucking crazy and that I was being dramatic. And obviously I'm not trying to shit on anyone because no one knew like actually not only was it going to happen back in March but that we would still be here I definitely wouldn't have been able to predict that but I knew that we were going to be locked down at least for a short period and I didn't know how to explain it I had nothing to back it up but I just knew and that's a really weird thing to explain but there has been countless instances this year that I've just leaned into what my gut is telling me and it's never failed me it's always been so right and I think that more and more we need to lean into that because sometimes what you kind of you you know like in your gut something and everyone else is trying to stray you from thinking that or whatever you're usually proving them wrong and then you're like fuck I should have just trusted my own gut How many times has that happened to you? Because it's happened to me a thousand times. And I feel like this year, I'm really leaning into that. And um, I think a lot of that too goes in with trusting yourself and building that confidence within yourself. But we will elaborate more on that later. But that was a huge, huge thing for me this year. Secondly, be careful what you wish for. And I know we always say that, like, be careful what you wish for. You might just get it, blah, 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 blah. But I... If you asked me in January or February what I needed and what I wanted, I would have said a vacation. I just want to fucking do nothing. I want to abandon my phone and my emails and I want to do nothing. And in the kind of way I got that, um, 
when we went under lockdown and I finished up my last few exams and essays and stuff for university, I was graduating during the pandemic, I truly had nothing to do. I had no work and I had no school and that was it. I don't have kids to take care of or anything, really just myself, but I truly had nothing relying on me being present in the sense like I honestly just needed to chill and it was so fucked up because like I said I would have wished for that like all I wanted to do was just do nothing because I was living in such chaos and I had so many things on the go and to go from that to the opposite was not only groundbreaking but like it was earth shattering I don't know if they're the same thing but I can't express how like fucked up my life was like I fully felt like I did a 180 and What's so funny was that, like I said, I would have wished for that. So be careful what you wish for. You never know how you're like, I think also a part of this is being grateful for what you have. Like I didn't understand how much I loved being busy and having places to go and being able to go see my friends. Like having friends invite me out on like a Friday night to go get drinks or something, that seemed like a such a burden to me when I was invited places and I also didn't know how to say no and just own that no I was like always felt so burdened by it and it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to see my friends but it was the fact that I had so many other things on the go and now like what I would do to just like hang out with my friends and like hug my friends you know and it is just so weird so yeah part of this is not only being careful what you wish for but also just like be grateful for what you have because like I said you never know what can happen so that's a that's a weird one number three is identity without distractions and what I mean by this is who are you without everything else of what you do how you show up in the world like who are you as a person And how do you feel like you identify? Because I personally identified myself with how busy and kind of chaotic I was. Like, what I did was my personality and identity. So, like, me being a student and working three jobs and being kind of just this, like, chaotic hustler was how I not only identified within myself but other how other people saw me because I basically was just doing that I had no hobbies because I was so busy I mean it obviously made me me at the time but I like when all of that went away like when school went away work went away and I had nothing else to really do I had no distractions um I didn't know who the fuck I was and I think that that's something we can obviously face throughout life in general I think 20s are a really hard time to figure out who you are and who you want to be in the world but also to like have everything around you that typically makes up your day and your life to just kind of disappear for a second was really weird and honestly I'm really grateful for it because it brought me closer to not only like the things that make me who I am but also who I want to be so it was a very valuable lesson but it was a really one to face literally earth shattering like I mentioned in the last one but number four there are literally no rules other than like the law but 
when it comes to like doing what you want and being who you want there are no rules and I think that this comes into combination with like taking risks and chances like go DM that person slide into their DMs because who the fuck cares what's the worst that can happen you get rejected okay and like I realize that sometimes we often play so small out of fear of rejection, fear of failing, feeling of discomfort, all these different things. And when you feel like the world is ending, you realize that there are so many things you want to do and so many things you wish you had done. And like, why do we hold on to this thing? Why can't we just live in the present and it doesn't mean to be so selfish where you see someone and they're hot and you go make out with their face um that would be sexual assault but just really owning like the things that scare you and doing them anyways you know if you want to if you're miserable in your job and you want to change make the fucking change happen why are you waiting Like, okay, you need to wait till the end of the year to get your bonus. Okay, then do that, but then make a plan for January. Like, do what you need to do to live a life that's so fulfilling for you, whatever that means and entails. I am so glad for this lesson because I just realized how many, like, although I think about this all the time, the narratives that we tell ourselves and the things that we kind of stick to like the stories we stick to in our head like so if someone ghosts you the story you tell yourself is that you're unlovable and of course they would ghost you because who wouldn't like those types of things that often deal with a lot of insecurities and often root from childhood trauma and things like that um getting out of that bullshit and just like doing what you need to fucking do to live your life and I am finally owning all of that and it's really scary I think it's probably I've this year has been the most like constant state of discomfort that I could ever describe but I also don't know who the bitch was in March like I'm such a different person than that girl that went into this lockdown and I sometimes feel like that sounds dramatic but I also never want to minimize the opportunity for change you can literally wake up tomorrow and decide to be a different human being and it doesn't need to be such extremes that sometimes our society makes them out to be like you know one day you're an alcoholic and the next day you decide to get sober and you live your rest of your life sober like it doesn't have to be so intense in that way and if it is amazing for you as well but I'm just saying like never minimize your capacity to become a new person it's all about the little shifts that make you such an unrecognizable human being and I think I've done a lot of that this year and it's really fucking wild to think about so that's a huge one number five more gratitude for the small things and kind of like slash what's important in life I didn't know I needed to be in nature until this all happened. I was someone who never once went for a fucking walk outdoors for fun. And my idea of like a successful day is to go on a decently long walk every day. Whether it's with my dogs or by myself. Honestly, I prefer to go by myself a lot of the time because I like to just like do what I want to do and not have to worry about the dogs and them doing their business and all of that. But 
like the idea of just going for a walk was so overrated in my opinion and just something so simple and completely free and just like breathing in fresh air and moving your body and like either throwing on a podcast or listening to music or just listening to the world around you it is a sense of calm that I've never experienced and it's so stupid because I'm sure that this is like a normal thing for a lot of people but I never appreciated that type of small thing and it is what got me through lockdown like having those walks every day reminded me not only of like just life like breathing in that fresh air seeing nature seeing trees but also the kind of like moving from winter to spring to summer to fall to winter like seeing the seasons change as life passes on was kind of such a beautiful thing for me because it was just kind of a reminder that like life will go on and this is all temporary kind of thing which I'll actually touch on later but yeah not only more gratitude for the small things in terms of going on walks and nature but also just like going to get a coffee like I miss just sitting in my favorite cafe and grabbing a coffee and just like either working on stuff or meeting up with a friend like just the simplest thing and the other thing is seeing people smile masks make me so sad for this because I am someone who I'm like an introverted extrovert like I receive energy from other people but I also need to be on my own time to like regenerize or whatever or re-energize but I miss seeing people smile like there's nothing more infectious than that and I'm such an expressive person so to not have that like of course there's always kinds of jokes that I make with the mask like I do love when I'm like breaking out I can literally throw on a hat and the mask and have my pimple patches on and no one can not only not recognize me but also just like you can't see much so it's great and that kind of like you know feeling of like no one knows who you are what's that term anyways is amazing amazing thing but I miss smiling at people I miss recognizing people like it's so awkward when you realize that oh my god that person like I know them but they've already passed but you couldn't recognize them because the mask it sucks I'm really excited for that to be over eventually um number six change is highly uncomfortable but it may turn out for the better if you allow it to as this whole theme of um podcast episode has been is change but the discomfort like I said is something that we can so easily kind of lean into like it's not it's easier said than done it's not comfortable it's not meant to be but honestly just kind of throwing my hands up in the air and just saying okay like fuck it I'm releasing all control just you know let the universe take things as they need to was a very liberating feeling for my own mental and physical health but also shit just started working out again like it was kind of funny when I just kind of allowed life to take me and not in a way of sit back but allow that kind of differentiation between what I can control and what I cannot and so when I knew that there was a lot of change happening I was incredibly uncomfortable I didn't know what the next path was 
I just continued the things I had control over, which, you know, was making my habits every day to kind of strengthen my own mental game, like in my own sanity, I guess, just the ability to deal with anxiety more. So that included meditating, how I spoke to myself with affirmations, reading in the morning, working out, things like that. Those are all in my control. Things were not, that were not under my control were whether I got a job, whether I, like, I mean, you put what you can control in, like, I did the applications, I did all the steps, but then doing the waiting process was just, that wasn't in my control, like, I would just have to, you could either spend the time, like, a fucking treacherous train wreck, or you could hang out and see what happens, and honestly, when I would just release that, shit started to work out in my favor, and yeah, really allowing that was very transformative for me but also required me to question what I believe in and this is different for everyone and I respect you know whatever you believe in but and actually if you're intrigued by what I'm talking about there's a book called Everything is Fucked by Mark Manson and it actually came out before the pandemic which is really on brand for Mark Manson because I feel like he's always ahead of his time but he basically talks about how we hold on to hu- hold on to hope as humans and there's a whole whole historical thing behind it and it's all different for everybody but without hope there's really nothing so how do we hold on to hope and in what ways so that book's really cool to understand that stuff and in like allowing yourself to just release control also requires you to understand what you are holding on hope to so just want to explain that quickly (laughs) number seven is in a world in in a world of technology it is important to prioritize unplugging once in a while i think this is obviously it's an obvious one but it's something that is so highly important zoom exhaustion is a thing as someone who did study how media affects society I've known a lot about this burnout and stuff from social media and the use of technology for a long time, but this was a Black Mirror episode in real life. Like, it was truly seeing the program I studied come to full fruition through the pandemic. And it is really hard to set boundaries with turning off your computer, turning off your phone, getting off social media when we don't have much to go out to. You know, if you have nowhere to go when we were in lockdown, like obviously all we could do was really go outside for a walk and that was about it. So if you didn't prioritize that, I'm sure you can feel how exhausting it was to have your eyes on the screen every day and feel constantly information overload. We're so overstimulated by so many different things that it can be incredibly anxiety inducing and stressful. So unplugging is so important. And I know that not everyone has the ability to do that for a long length of time, but just even if you get off at work at 5 p.m., shutting that computer down and going to like cook yourself a meal without looking at your phone, get the fuck off TikTok, get the fuck off Netflix and YouTube. You don't always have to be watching something while you're doing something else. I was really guilty of that. I used to always be cooking and watching something simultaneously and 
just take and I still do sometimes but like just taking some breaks from that and just really unplugging is so important and you will see how much you feel better after doing so if you are in that phase right now and you're feeling really burnt out take a night off to truly do whatever you need to do like I always like to do like a cleaning kind of day I put on my music and I put my phone away just put it you know on the charger with the speaker playing and I do laundry and I have a face mask on and I do a bunch of shit that's gonna not only help me during my week but also make me unplug you have to be like you know using both hands when you're like running around cleaning so it's just a way to get off the fucking phone because we're so used to grabbing it a hundred thousand times a day that it's really takes an extra effort to unplug from that also side note sleeping without your phone is so ideal I know all the experts say it I finally started practicing this practicing this for the last like month or two and it has severely helped my um, anxiety and also just like the way that I process thoughts <laughs> I'll explain that further in one episode but Number, number eight is actually energy is everything. The people and things you give and receive energy from are so fucking important. It all directly affects your mental state. And this includes how you show up in the world in every facet. Like how, what kind of things you're consuming, whether that's food, content, people's energy, um, sex is energy exchange, all of these different things are so important and this year has taught me to protect my peace so so much there's so much negativity and stressful stuff in the world obviously as there always is but at this in this year we had more time to focus on it thank god for that but also if you're depleting your energy you also can't be any help to any of those causes and issues in the world either so being really intentional with how you use your energy. Lauren Everts always says she looks at her energy as like a phone battery in the sense you see it like, you know, you start from at 100%, you keep going down as the day goes on and you need to recharge, you know? And I look at mine as the same. Like if I'm giving energy to so much toxic bullshit, like let's just, just for an example, gossiping gossiping's if that's gonna require like lowering my energy then I don't want it you know and it's so important to look at that and just see how things feed and fuel your energy rather than deplete them because you need it <laughs> number nine is shit happens I know that's a given but like shit fucking happens it's how you handle them and sometimes it's also relieving to know because you realize that not everything's under your control like sometimes I get really panicked and existential crisis type thing about how much power we have in creating our own lives and like creating a life that you want to live on your terms and like shit happens but I actually am always thankful for those little curveballs because it always redirects you like, and puts you on a different route. Sometimes you find your way back on a similar route, but that curveball usually teaches you something. And 
I mean, obviously here is a whole fucking list of lessons. So this major curveball in my life not only taught me things, but also knocked out some toxic people, knocked out some toxic shit that I was allowing into my life, and I'm much better off for it. Honestly, though, I didn't feel like I was in the time that it was happening, but now I can look back and I'm like, you know, thank God that happened. And number 10, nothing lasts forever, which is depressing and gratifying in both senses. It's sad because the great things don't last forever, but also the bad things don't either. And I think that that's such a very, like, oh, here we go, we're gonna get cheesy, but, like, that's such a fucking cool thing about life, is that nothing lasts forever. And it makes you appreciate the good moments a lot longer, or a lot more, hold on to those a lot harder. And the bad moments are always something that remind you to be grateful for the good ones. Like, it can be hard, it can be very tough, but I think that it reminds us how fleeting life is. And I always have a weird thing with time because sometimes I feel like life is so short, but the other sense I feel like life is so long, you don't need to be in a rush either, that it's a very convoluted idea for me. But just knowing that this year has felt well it's been short and long like I said at the start of this episode simultaneously but this year has been probably everyone's most fucked up year there's a lot of shit that's happened but like this pandemic will end eventually as it has in the past 100 years ago they had a pandemic it did eventually end you know who knows how long it's gonna last how long it's gonna take for these vaccines and shit to roll out who the fuck knows what is next but one day we will be able to kiss strangers in the streets and I don't know why I keep saying kiss strangers I'm sorry guys (laughs) I don't know what's happening with my toxic brain but um hug your friends you'll be able to go to a public place and not have to wear a face mask like there will be that time I just don't know when or how or what But nothing lasts forever and I think that that's something we just really have to hold on to because sometimes these this year and everything that's happened can feel very overwhelming I think that's an understatement and just knowing that there's always something that you're like you're always going to come out on the other side of you need to hone in on that knowing so that you can make that process a little easier just in yourself and kind of not always allow time to just pass you by but to really just take the lessons as they come and yeah sit with it and be with it and hopefully come out better each time so I hope that that wasn't too rambly I really tried to be collected with my thoughts um I'm really excited for this year to end (laughs) I think all of us are. I think 2020 is just like such a triggering year now um, for really good and really bad things simultaneously. And I can't even say it was the worst year of my life. I just want to say it was the most like confusing and overwhelming. Like so much change, so much shit, but was definitely the most transformative as well. And I am really excited to see what the next year brings. And I think that if we all take the lessons we learned, we 
this year might really propel us like literally like an arrow like when you pull it back and shoot forward I really think that it will propel us two steps forward if we allow it to so with that guys I hope you enjoyed this episode as always if you could subscribe to Spotify and iTunes and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there that would be incredible and this is the last episode like I mentioned for 2020 I am taking a couple weeks off to not only regroup but also give y'all time with yourself and your family and just also regroup I think it's really important as I said in this episode to unplug and for me this is the next two weeks I'm really gonna be intentional with how I spend my time just to really mentally like sit with all of this shit but also become focused on what I want for the next year because this time time comes up quick like it, the fact that it's someone made a joke that we are three months from March and we haven't even processed the last one is so true and it's so funny because life does come at you quick and I think just really being so clear on what you want and how you're going to achieve it and all of that stuff changes but at least doing what you can in the time that you have is so key so I'm really excited and I'm really excited to share everything that I have in the works you'll see everything in January this podcast will change but will only evolve not in any bad ways I think it'll only be for the good and I hope that you all have an amazing holidays. I know it's a fucking weird one, but just think of the fact that you don't have to have any family drama that you can't escape. You can at least just close the laptop or exit the Zoom, exit the FaceTime, and go enjoy your day. So that's the positive I'm looking for. It's going to be a quiet one this year, but sometimes that's okay, and it's definitely one we won't forget. So Thank you guys for all of your support this year and you have no idea how much this podcast has literally kept me going in the really dark periods of this year and if I have provided any sense of relief or entertainment value anything to one of you I'm happy so yeah thank you for an incredible year of strategic slut and I am so excited to bring everything in full force for 2021 have a safe and happy holidays and as always guys love yourself love others and wash your fucking hands i'll see you in 2021